welcome to a brand new episode of Super Lady Hero Hour. I am Yel Teagle. I'm joined as always by KB. Hello, KB. Hello, hello. Thank you, everyone, for joining our show today. Um, All right, so today we have got so much, <laughs> per usual, um, DC's Legend of Tomorrow, Black Lightning, The Flash, Batwoman, and Supergirl. But first, Yel, some news? Yes. We have lots of news. Um, let's see, where do we start? Uh, Miss Marvel has wrapped production on the series. I'm so excited about that. Um, and I also know we have a new Loki poster. I'm just gonna jump through this news. Uh, let's check out this poster. Where's my share screen button? <laughs> Oh, one sec. I'm so sorry. There it is. Oh, it's all good. Boom. It looks like a time traveling masterpiece, in my personal opinion. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love to see it. It is stunning. Like, I don't know who did the artwork for this, but shout out to them because I think this is one of the best posters. Actually, they have really been killing it with the series posters. I wish they would release them. Um, because I think they would look really good in print. Like they just look so good. So shout out. Yeah, this is amazing. And as everyone knows, we are very, very excited about this series. Um, and it's coming June 9th. So that's very exciting. Ooh, we got exactly four weeks. So let's get prepared. Um, and also some news that we had last week that we found out is actually not quite true yet. So we had uh, said that Blade is in production. So it is actually, we misspoke, apologies for that. It's actually not in production yet. Production will not start until the summer of 2022. Um, they are actually still on the hunt for a director. So as we know, they have a writer, um, they have the lead and Mahershala Ali, but we do not have a director as of yet. So, um, I mean, they still have 14 months to find one. So I'm sure one will come soon. Uh, but yeah, yeah, looking forward to it when it does kick off, um, for sure. Absolutely. All right, let's get into the show. So spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, before we dive in, we are going to spoil all of these shows. So if you have not watched them yet, probably clear out your DVR, then come back um, for our reviews of each of them. So just wanted to give you that warning. I'm gonna kick it off with Supergirl. Here's the quick cap for episode seven, Fear Not. Uh, as the super friends brave the Phantom Zone to bring Supergirl home, each member of the team is confronted by visions of their worst fears. Uh, so Yell, how did you feel about this mid-season finale? So I um, have a lot of thoughts. I usually really enjoy this format. I do like this fun, um, you know, time jumpy way of telling a story. I think that's really exciting. I did not care for it this episode. Um, it did not play well for me. It did not feel right. Um, it, it was very clear every time we had the storyline, I went from the beginning, we had just ex like expressed that they were gonna have the, these fear visions. And then they started and I went, obviously, why is no one putting this together? Um, so that was very obnoxious. Otherwise, I kind of enjoy, like I did enjoy it. 
it, it could have been better. Um, I like, I always love that format, but the story didn't do it for me. And we saved Kara real quick, which really like, I almost wish she could have saved herself. You know what I mean? I really would have loved for them to have arrived and she had saved herself. That would have been cool. What did you think? It was bleh. <laughs> like, honestly, I was like, why are we doing this? in the mid-season finale of the last season of the show. Um, I felt like we could have saved her much quicker and kind of gotten to the point of what this season is going to be about um, because still that's not inherently clear. And um, the back half of the season premieres, I believe it was August 24th, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what it said on the previews. Um, and, you know, the series will end and yet I still don't know why we're doing this season at all what that looks like what I, I just was like oh okay so it's interesting their fears cool whatever i mean it was kind of very clear that they were in a dream state and that none of that was actually real um and that's fine but i think we could have cut 50 percent of that saved Kara, and you know instead of just kind of having that that brief cliff of um our spaceship I don't want to call her a stowaway because she's literally riding the roof of it, but I'm going to call her a stowaway either way. Um, <laughs> our stowaway threat. <laughs> um, apart from that, we could have actually seen more happening um, and figure out more of her why and how that's going to impact Kara and the team for these remaining episodes because, you know, I guess she's the big bad. Do we know really? Because it's still not inherently clear. Like she's a bad, but is she the big bad? I don't know because I don't know what's happening with this final season. So yeah. You're totally right. I totally agree with you. Um, we've, we've rescued her from the Phantom Zone, but what else is happening? Like what else are we doing? Cause all we've been dealing with is Phantoms in the Phantom Zone. Um, and you're right, this is the final season. So we got to wrap that up. It seems odd. Seems very odd, and yeah. it also seems um, boring. Like I don't even—I don't even know any other way to say it because it's just like I feel like we're seeing Kara the least amount in the final season of the series. Like mm -hmm. it's wild to me. Like we have barely seen her at all in—and I should say in present time, we've barely seen her at all comparatively across these episodes. We spend a lot of time with young Kara, and a lot like. Yeah. What does this have to do with Carr's future as the rest of the season unfolds? Please tell me because I'm dying to know. Absolutely. It almost feels like um, when a, when an actress is pregnant and they need to hide her from the show, like that's what it feels like we're doing is that she's either like, or she went off to do the, the big crossover or she went off to do a spin off. Like there, she's not there because of some other reason. And it's confusing because there isn't another reason. Um, yeah, and actually you bring up a good point. You know, there was talk over the summer and obviously things have changed pretty aggressively with COVID and figuring out like what we're gonna do. But there was talk that there was gonna be a crossover and that she would be an integral part of it. I can't even imagine that happening at this point because she's not even an integral part of her own show for the final season. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm like, okay, so I guess 
Like, and I, I, again, it has nothing to do with the performance, uh, the performances, but it's more about the writing and mm-hmm. this kind of discontinuity that's happening. I'm like, guys, do we just say we actually don't care about this season? Because I'm also fine with that if you just tell me in advance. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, actually, we don't really care about this one. Okay, great. Like, we're going to undo all of the growth and the work that we've done over these past seasons bet like just give me a heads up that's fair that's totally fair um let's rate this episode then here on super lady hero we rate everything on a scale from poop to kittens uh where do you put this episode this episode was bleh for me so it was definitely felt like a poop i mean i feel like it does not progress the overall storyline in any capacity like i like at all like where are we headed so um the cgi was kind of cool like (laughs) i don't know what else to i mean i'm like i just i need more story like that's what i need and more relevant story as to where we're going this season so how about you how are you rating it i'm going to give it um a spoon and here's why uh i like this format I do. I think it's very fun to start somewhere and then be like two hours earlier and then to start and be like 10 minutes or like, I, I love that. So that deserves a spoon. The episode itself, everything that happened in the two hours, poop. So it gets a spoon just for format. I was like, rate it what you will. Like <laughs> I have no judgment. If this is how you feel, go forth and be free, right? Um, so what are, you, what are your predictions for August when it comes back, um, uh, you know, the second half of the series? Yeah, I think, um, I, I guess Princess Mixie is the, is the new villain for this season, for the finale. Girl. <laughs> is she? I mean, again, <laughs> I don't know. It's not inherently clear to me. If it is, you know what, for those watching, if it is inherently clear to you where the rest of this series is going, please comment below. Please tell us. Please, you know, like reach out to me on Twitter because I don't know. So I have no predictions because I don't know. And uh, this didn't get me any closer to knowing. So (laughs) Great. Well, let's move it along to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, here's the quick app for episode two, meet the legends. Sarah and Gary crash land and meet an unexpected ally. Meanwhile, the legends track an alien to a burger joint in 1955, San Bernardino. I uh, love legends. I really enjoyed this episode. It was their goofy fun. Um, it was what we want from a legends episode. What did you think about this one? Yeah, I mean, it was kooky, it was weird, it had a lot of different layers, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, This whole alien meat situation was weird, but it's always weird. Um, And uh, the Amelia Earhart's uh, cameo, also weird. Um, You know, I am worried about Sarah, uh, now that she's been attacked by Amelia Earhart vampire, or or whatever she is, but I'm calling her a vampire because that's what it felt like. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like since she was attacked and she did get hit, I wonder if that means there's going to be a transformation of sorts for her in the next episode. 
um, and and what that'll mean for her long term. So yeah, I thought it was kooky. It was fun. Um, I also enjoy uh, them kind of tying in the history of Big Belly Burger because remember it was not called Big Belly Burger at first, but uh, <laughs> through a series of events and the original owner dying, um, one of the employees who was like the most vicious meat zombie almost they kind of were like almost zombie like yeah they were like on the meat um one of the like meat the vicious meat zombies she uh she becomes the new owner and changes the name literally by like one letter or two and, and here comes big belly burger and bless because the creepy wife wanted to franchise she too also died which i was like girl you love this alien so much go be with it and then <laughs> And uh, so her dream of a franchise does come true. She's just no longer the owner. And, uh, so, yeah. You know. I, I really love that we get the history of Big Belly Burger because it has been a, such a staple in all of the shows. I think that's such a fun nod. Um, I think the Amelia Earhart thing, honestly, when we're in her cabin, hut, whatever, there were two questions that Sarah did not ask and I don't understand how she didn't. And one was, how long have you been here? And two is, what right. are we eating? When she was like, eat something, well, I, I was like, what are we eating? I mean, I give Sarah a pass on the what were you eating? Cause sometimes people don't do that. But for me, it was just a red flag that she was forcing them to eat. I would have been like, why do, why do you feel the need? Like, right. I don't care what it, is so much as I'm like, you're not going to force me to eat. Yeah, but if you're this. being like, I think forced, the question is why? What is then, it? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. um, yes. Um, so odd, crazy. Um, but yes, yes, here we are. <laughs> I also want to really quickly, Us I loved the Bayrod and Zari storyline. Um, I love seeing other Zari. Um, because I think I, I want both Zaris, but um, also the big decision at the end is that Spooner is staying. I, we knew this last week because it was announced that the actress was joining the team, but I'm so excited that she chose to stay uh, because she's such a fun character. But also it was clear last episode too that they would need her for longer than just that episode. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't really a surprise. And, Quite frankly, I don't necessarily think that she uh, really truly decided to stay on her own. I think it's more of, you know, they talked her into it. And now she's like, oh, I'll get revenge for my mom. So like, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> like, absolutely. Uh, so yeah. So how are you gonna rate this episode? I think I know yeah. uh, because you absolutely adore this show. So I'm not even gonna-, <laughs> I'm gonna No, it. it's not a surprise. Um, definitely kittens. Uh, everything about this was fun. Um, you know, I like an episode that messes with your food. Um, I like weird people and the wife being like weirdly attached to this thing and the goo was so gross. Um, it was just a really fun episode. And again, like that's what Legends does very well is they give us a wild and, and wacky episode, but it moves the plot forward, right? Like our team is looking for Sarah and to look for Sarah, we need to find the aliens that have been scattered through the time stream. Everything about it's perfect. That said, um, I feel like uh, Gideon, Gideon? I wanna call her Gidget, cause that's what Zari calls her. Um, she has gotten sassier 
and less helpful, um, which is weird. <laughs> like, I wonder if uh. it's just like a playful thing or if it's a plot thing because her character like doesn't have answers that she should and is sassy. Other than that, kitten. <laughs> what about you? What are you rating this episode? Well, you hear that, Supergirl? There is a way to push the plot forward in your show. Uh, and Legends of Tomorrow tends to do it by any means necessary. So, uh, yes, this episode was a kitten for me. I thought it was a good time. I have no complaints. Um, diving into the theories for next episode, I do think Sarah is impacted by being, you know, mm. slashed, attacked by Amelia Earhart vampire. You know, it kind of was clear that she wasn't feeling well. And then, um, you know, I, I just feel like there's something more to that, um, that may hinder, um, their journey to finding the wave rider and their team, um, in a big way. So what about you in terms of predictions? I don't really have any predictions, but I don't like Sarah and Gary separate from the team this long. Like I, I would like them to reunite um, and continue because I just don't like them separate. I just feel like it doesn't work. And I want Gary back on the Wave Rider too. That's all, that's all I want. All right, all right. Well, next up, we are gonna talk about Batwoman. Here's the quick cap for the 13th episode. I'll give you a clue. When Sophie must face a foe from her Ricky days with the Crows, Ryan, Mary, and Luke are also pulled into the villain's game. Uh, the tables are turned on Alice when she finds herself in dire circumstances, and Jacob continues to revisit the past. Uh, so how are you feeling overall about this episode of Batwoman? I really liked this episode. Um, the Clue Master storyline was super fun. Um, this Ryan Sophie thing finally, like we got through it. Um, Cluemaster's daughter and Luke, I ship it so hard. I'm here for this. Um, the Alice storyline wasn't as annoying because it was very like small and to the side. Papa Kane is on drugs and everyone knows it and I don't care. Like let him OD and let's move on. Um, it just was so unnecessary. <laughs> he doesn't need to be there anymore. I'm sorry, that was really dark. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this took a turn. Yeah, okay. I just, I really enjoyed the like Clue Master story. Like, that was fun. All of that was fun. Can we just have more of that? What did you think? I loved this episode. I thought it was so good. I do not ship Luke and the Clue Master's daughter. I ship Luke and Mary, but I've said that multiple times. So, um, you know, my allegiance is still where it should be. Uh, <laughs> But I did think that it was fun. I think that the two of them doing a little cat and mouse game, um, being two, you know, brainiac whiz kids, loved that. Um, Clue Master is very interesting. I loved, loved, loved his game show. I thought, like, I was like, oh, we should have been playing more of these games throughout the show because this was fun. And like trying to figure out all of the um, DC Gotham villain answers. Yeah. I loved that. That was a good time. Um, I also loved, loved Mary confronting um, Ryan because, you know, oftentimes we feel like, oh, you know, she's the hero. She knows, etc. And Mary straight up tells her, like, you are willing to let me die because of everything you feel towards Sophie and the Crows. 
that's not okay. She's like, at some point, you need to allow people in, you need to be able to trust people, and also need to be able to put these these burdens down. Like, she's so, carrying so much hate and um, from her past that, like, she does need to let that go. And I applaud Mary for really being able to stand up to her, especially in the face of immense pressure, literally about to, you know, blow up. Just being able to tell her, like, you know, you got to do better, girl. And um, she realizes that. And I appreciate that. So, yes, you know, now Sophie is, yeah, I guess, team Batwoman. Again, I've said this before. She's going to have to be team Batwoman because she's about to lose her job at the Crows anyway. Like, I mean, the way the other yeah. Crows are, like, setting her up, she's definitely about to lose her job. So she's going to need somewhere to go anyway. This will also go back to how do they afford things? Because, you know, she will lose her job and... I guess Mary's going to bankroll her. I don't know. Um, I do agree that Papa Kane's storyline, <laughs> I don't know, but I do agree that Papa Kane's storyline is still the least interesting and I don't care. Um, but I am thrilled that Alice has unmasked um, his daughter and now knows that it's Kate. Because also the way Alice was questioning her, like, okay, girl, she was like, listen, you know, I know how to work a, a, a new face. You know, that is my skill. She was like, but girl, your eyes are blue. But okay, girl, if you want to say that you're his daughter and I've seen his daughter, I've interacted with his daughter. Her eyes were definitely brown, but be but be well. Like, sure. <laughs> like, I was like, the way Alice is shading her right now, like, okay, girl, sure. But Yeah, the way <laughs> Alice handled that whole situation was incredible. Um, I loved her figuring out who the daughter, who the girl, who the girl in the mask was. Oh, you're supposed to be his daughter. Got it. Um, okay, fine. But I know she's dead. Also, you're going to keep me alive because I make faces. Um, I, I recall when the show began in season one that Alice used to like steal like chunks of flesh from the morgue. So I don't understand to create to create to create the, the uh, faces. The faces, right? So where did this face come <laughs> from? He he provided it for her. Like sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what she was alluding sure. to. Is that like you know but, he gave her where? that? I assume. It, oh, I assume it's just one of his kills. Like Black Mask is still going around the city. Right. You know wreaking havoc. I Fine. just assumed it was from one of his kills. You know, Fine. like. Fine. <laughs> All right, let's rate this episode. <laughs> yeah, um, so you know, this episode's gonna be a kitten for me. How about you? I thought it was fun. And it it actually moved the storyline. Yeah. So, you know, um, we know where we're headed as we continue our journey in Gotham City. So how about you? Yeah, I'm also gonna give it a kitten. This this was fun. Um the only thing I didn't like was the puppet game stuff and it was very small. Um I did find it amusing that like his his fantasies, his hallucinations have been um, that he could have saved Alice. And then Alice calls and is like, save me. And he's like, you're a liar. <laughs> he hangs up so quick. He like, I don't have time for this. What are you saying? I mean, I get that also he is uh, in a hallucination. So sure. it may be challenging for him to like truly believe it. But it was really funny that like this is literally like his dream come true is to go back in time and like save his children. And yet one calls and he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> I so do you have any predictions for uh, what's going to happen? Because we're almost at the end of this particular show season. I mean, I don't think we have that much longer to go. Yeah. Um, 
So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, we got to get to a Black Mask versus uh, Batwoman. That's where we're obviously headed. Um, I can't wait for the Kate Kane-Ryan battle. Like, I think we're headed towards a lot of fights, which is going to be fun and reveals and twists and turns. Um, my only hope is that we don't waste any episodes. <laughs> oh, a dream come true. Yes, no fillers. Um, yeah, I do think that, like, it's... I, you know, right now, Alice is being kidnapped and, you know, is being held at Black Mass quarters is what I'm going to call them. Um, and so she can't reveal this Kate news to anyone. Um, although, I mean, I guess she still has a phone because she definitely called her dad, but whatever. Um, I, she, she broke free for a second. She probably will not reveal. Right, right, right. She probably will not reveal. I'll just say that. So it mm -hmm. is going to be interesting when Sophie, when Mary, when, you know, Papa mm. Kane, if he's not dead first, when Luke, when they all find out, um, because Ryan doesn't really have that true, like, personal connection with Kate, but they all do. So I am curious to see how it impacts the team just from a personal standpoint um, to, to see Kate in this capacity. And so listen. Kate is currently brainwashed, but we also saw with Enigma that like that could be undone fairly mm. quickly. So I wonder what that's going to look like too, um, and how we're going to get Kate's memories back. Um, you know what that's going to look like, but yeah, I feel like it's definitely going to happen because they know what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, next, we'll talk about Black Lightning. Here is the quick cap for the 11th episode, The Book of Reunification, Chapter 2, Trial and Errors. Jefferson takes Khalil up on his offer to help. Meanwhile, Lynn finds herself wrestling with what could be the biggest decision of her life. Lastly, Tobias follows through on a hunch. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was good. So we're down to the wire. They actually only have two more episodes left in the entire series. Um, I thought that this pushed the needle more than anything. Jefferson revealing that he's Black Lightning. Um, you know, I think that even the stuff with um, Khalil slash Painkiller was interesting. Um, I am really sad for JJ who goes on a date with um, Uriah. Is it Uriah? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, who goes on a date with Uriah and uh, he's immediately killed. Um, so, you know. <laughs> It's like, oh, well, this date did not go well. And they've been flirting for a long time. They really liked each other. The date was actually going really well. And then uh, he is tragically murdered in the streets of Freeland. So that was a lot. So I feel really bad for her. Um, you know, I think that Gamby and Anissa and Gamby's um, girlfriend are working together very, very well to find this emitter. Um, and so, you know, once they find that emitter, I think it's going to be a, a game changer because then, right, like, um, Jefferson can get his powers back. Anissa can get her powers back. You know, like they can really um, fight Tobias. Uh, but Tobias finds out that JJ and Jennifer are the same person. And, you know, that is is one of the reasons why Uriah gets killed. But um, it also, it leaves him in a kind of a vulnerable position from a villainous standpoint. The fact that she, uh, she has her powers and she's the same person and, you know, like everything that he thought. So it kind of trips him up a little bit. And then, of course, when he finds out that Khalil and Painkiller basically two-timed him and they got that, that roster, um, that digital roster, well, from his accountant, you know, it's like, well, what did you expect, though? Like, nobody liked you, Tobias. I mean, honestly. So how did you feel about this episode? 
I agree. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I really liked, like last week, I liked that they were like, here is how it works. This is what is happening. I loved that last week. I liked it this week as well. The legal drama for Lynn, which I was not super interested in, and the like legal drama with um, Jefferson being accused of like stealing from the school. I didn't really care for all that. So the fact that it, it feels like it got wrapped up and resolved, which was really nice. I'm sure like there'll be ramifications, but it was nice that we're like kind of done. Um, I love that we brought back Looker. Like she was such a terrifying bad guy. And I remember when we first introduced her character, it felt like such a waste. I was like, wow, this character is interesting. Her whole storyline, this whole other side of you know this other world, like so interesting. Um, and I was like, and then she's gone, so disappointing. So that she comes back and is working for Tobias and then has the coolest fight sequence with Khalil and Painkiller. Yes. I yes, and apart from it. her being wildly racist in that scene, but yes. she's wildly racist in in yeah. I mean, in general, she's wildly yeah. racist in general. But like, also, I was like, girl, not you calling him like what mm. <laughs> two mandingos? I was like, mm, the racism always snaps with you. But it was actually a really dynamic fight scene because technically, it all took place in his mind. Like, and so I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, they're in his psyche. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I loved that. Um, she, like I said, a really good villain, right? Um, and like her getting taken down was really great. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. I'm so glad she came back. Um, and JJ's date, honestly, like, I was like, so oh, sad. I shipped Honestly, this. it was heartbreaking. They're so good together. And then immediately. Oh, and it's so quickly. And it's so quickly. I'm, I'm pretty sure no ship has ever ended faster than that yeah. one. Um, it was one dinner, one dinner, and then death. Literally. That's it. Would you like to do this? No dinner, then death. Here we are. Um, it was heartbreaking, though. Because I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of loss um, mm. with this family. And I feel like she just kind of needed um, a something to look forward to and uh yeah i got taken away pretty much i mean absolutely so. yikes well all right how are you rating it i surprised me this week um i feel like but yes how are you gonna rate it i'm gonna give it a kitten i enjoyed this episode as you said we're winding down and they are not wasting any more episodes they are like here are the answers here are the explanations here's what's happening right tobias like has told us what his intentions are he knows Khalil is alive. He knows that JJ and Jenna are the same person. He knows that she has her powers back. The one part that I'm still a little fuzzy on, um, other than is the legal stuff all done, is when Gamby and his girlfriend are in the tunnels and they find the radioactive materials. The substance. Yeah. Right. What I want a better explanation about this emitter and the substance and what it is and how it works. Um, but I did also like the idea that Tobias gave um, the uh, like um, meta human powers vial and the bracelet to the cops. Like I like that idea where he explains to her that like you carry guns because the um, people you're fighting carry guns. So we're going to give you powers because the people you're fighting are giving powers, except that we took away their powers. 
I was like, you just negated your whole argument, sir. You negated all of it in this moment. But Tobias talks in circles 98% of the time. <laughs> I mean, truly. Yeah. But anyway, I really enjoyed this episode. I liked everything that happened. Um, so kittens for me. What about you? Where are you feeling? Yeah, kittens for me. It was a fun episode. Um, they wrap things up tightly. Um, we have two episodes left. They're not playing any games. I want to know what the end will look like for the Pierce family. Also want to know what this is going to look like for Khalil slash Painkiller because we have not received a, a series order pickup for the pilot. But again, I still really enjoyed that he is integral in every episode moving forward because that story continuation is interesting to me. And what I hope is going to happen is that on the day that the finale happens that they do announce a series order pickup. And the reason why they haven't done it yet is because they're trying to keep the kind of element of surprise with who lives, who dies mm. at the end of this series. And then who will be moving on to work on you know that show. Because I feel like... They're definitely setting it up for other characters to be a part of, of the painkiller show for sure. So, yeah. Uh, any additional predictions for the next episode? Because the next episode is like the penultimate episode of the series. Wow. I don't have any predictions, but I like what you're saying. I think that makes sense about painkiller. And I will say, I agree. We, I was not a big fan of that, um, the backdoor pilot, but I, I've been enjoying every time he's been on our show aside from maybe the first time when I did not expect to see him, I have enjoyed his appearances and I like what they're doing. So yes, I now want his spinoff to happen and I want some people to go there. <laughs> yes, yes, same. And I think that that will be the case. I think it will happen. And I'm looking forward to seeing like, you know, how the universe expands in that regard. All right. So lastly, we are at the end of our show reviews for this week and we are ending it with The Flash. So here's a quick cap for the ninth episode, Timeless. After a devastating betrayal, Barry turns to Timeless Wells for help. Iris leads Team Citizen down a dangerous road in search of answers. Cisco confides his biggest fear to Camilla. So what did you think about Timeless? I was not a fan. <laughs> Um, I think, um, first of all, Timeless Wells was uh, not explained when we go to Wells. I went, which Wells is this? Who is this? And how did we find him? Um, so I didn't like that. Um, I don't like this weird, uh, Barry and Iris are the parents of the forces. They birthed them. I think that's very odd. And the idea that they um, now feel obligated uh, again, it just feels very odd. It's a weird thing. I also think um, every time they talked to a person who had the force in them, they were like, oh yes, the this force. That person does not know that you named it. Like they don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Like, it just didn't make sense to me um, and I didn't like it. And when Barry like, when he was like, we're gonna travel in time. And then something had something, the time guy came and he was like, we're not gonna travel in time. And then they were like, okay, we are gonna travel in time. I was like, this is dumb. Um, I also think that his choice to do the travel in time while Iris did her thing. And then she like witnessed it happening at the same time that Barry was trying to solve the problem. I was like, they should have communicated. This seems like an issue where they're both doing stuff and not talking to each other. And I don't understand how we're this many seasons in and they're not talking to each other. So I didn't appreciate that. And then he almost solves the problem 
And then a moment before it's fixed, he's like, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't love it. What did you think? Um, it was just even killed for me. You know, oh. the team is really at odds in this episode. Like, not a lot of team uh, work happening, to be quite honest. It's a lot of very delegating and saying exactly what he wants to do. And people saying they will follow him, but like, also, we don't agree. And him negating everything that everyone on the team is expressing. Um, and so, starting with Iris, and Iris was like, okay, well, I can't support you. I'm going to do my own thing. And then Cisco tells him, and he's like, nope, still think I'm right. Um, you know, then um, Chester tells him, he's like, well, you know, still think I'm right. Timeless Wells doesn't actually agree to disagree. He just says, well, you brought me back here from a different timeline, so I'll do whatever you say, essentially. Um, and then Barry is doing the thing and then stops. So um, it felt like very disjointed, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Like the entire episode felt very Absolutely. disjointed. There were parts that I liked. Um, I'm glad Camilla's back, even though it's very clear that she's about to leave. Um, but I was glad to see her and them utilizing her at Team Citizen to to get to the next stage. I'm like, oh, okay, I like this. I liked her heart to heart with Cisco. Um, you know, as we know, it has been announced that he will not be returning. Um, and so they are teeing that up way sooner than I thought because I thought he was going to be in just the remaining episodes of the season. But I guess we don't know and we'll have to find out. Um, I'm not sure if this is Tom Cavanaugh's last episode because they're kind of keeping that under wraps, but it feels like it might be, but also yeah. he's always a surprise in general. So like, I'm probably, it's probably not. Um, I agree that this kind of parental figures thing is, is not necessary. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not creepy for me, but I just don't understand why we're here. Um, yeah. and also I forgot. Barry talks to Joe and Joe's like, ah, and you know, Barry still does it. So it's literally like in this episode, there is no person more hard headed than Barry Allen. Um, and he finally comes to his senses and it's like, well, it's the very last moment. But, um, you know, good news. Alexa is alive because somehow Barry and Iris can raise people from the dead. So <laughs> um, through, through their combined powers, here we are. So yeah i mean we see that nora is still going to do what nora wants to do aka the speed force because i'm really tired of calling her nora one right. because i'm so glad that barry definitely told iris she's not a person i definitely think that needed to be said because she was really treating yeah. her like a person and that was too much um but also i'm tired of that because when when iris was in this scenario which felt like time travel but they didn't explicitly say it was time travel so whatever but when Iris was in that scenario, she kept saying Nora. And I kept thinking, are you looking for your daughter who was in the different, like, it just was like, because yeah. I was like, what are we looking for here? So we, we need to differentiate or something between the names since they're both named Nora. And at that time I was like, wait a minute. And uh, you know, what's happening. But um, yeah, overall it was just kind of even for me. There were moments that I did like, there were moments that I was like, well, you know, so how are you rating this episode? Um, I, I, I want to be nice, but I'm not going to. It's poop. <laughs> I mean, go with what you feel. Okay, got it. Um, for me, it's a spoon. Like, it was just pretty even for me. Like, I was like, well, okay. Like, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't the greatest thing I've seen. And I do firmly believe that they need to step it up 1,000% because if these forces are the big bad, which honestly feels kind of like a cheap villain because I don't, I mean, I don't really understand what the overall right. purpose is. 
then we're gonna need to do a little bit better. We're gonna need to flesh this out a bit more. Yeah, I agree. So. I think, um, yeah, my predictions are gonna be that that we're gonna have to talk down the forces. I, Iris specifically was like, we were so good at talking people down and, and as viewers were like, stop doing that. You're superheroes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. Oh my I think gosh. we're gonna have to talk stop. down the forces. Um, and then the big bad will be Speed Force Nora. What about you? I guess. Um, still feels It still feels pretty cheap to me. But, um, you know, I feel like... I feel like we need to get something. I also feel like the series should probably end next season. Like, I feel like, you know, we're kind of nearing that sweet spot of being like, let's go out on a high note and so let's finish this season plan an epic season eight and just kind of be like okay we're kind of done with the flash in this iteration and in this capacity i would be totally fine with that um but i just i need more you know if this is going to be your big bad if nor is even going to be your big bad then i just need it to be more and at first i was a little intrigued by it but now this backstory and you know already how i feel about talking these villains down i do not want right. it um, and I understand that you don't kill, but like, we just need something else. I just need something else. And it was interesting too, because Caitlin was barely in this episode. Um, and I didn't mind it. Like I saw her in two scenes and I was like, see, so I, it's just, I don't know. I feel like it needs a reset or a refresh in a way that makes sense. And, and the season is not inherently clear either. And I think that is something that, um, so Supergirl, you're not alone. Um, it's, it's not inherently clear for the flash either right now. Um, and I want it to be so, yeah. yeah. All right. Ooh, well, maybe well, our dreams will come true in the, in the final half of this season. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's talk about our performer of the week. Who do you have for performer of the week? Yeah, I think JJ is the performer of the week, you know, bless for me. I feel like JJ has to deal with like extreme um, disappointment and pain with the death of her, what could have been boyfriend, um, you know, and she is excited to have these powers back and she's doing this work. And then her parents are, you know, still kind of admonishing her for her tactics and going into the ionosphere and being reckless. And she's navigating a lot this episode. And so I believe that, um, you know, I think that that JJ's arc this week was the one that resonated with me uh, kind of the most in terms of performance wise. So what about you? I'm going to go with Lena um, on Supergirl, specifically because of the fears that everyone dealt with. Hers was water. And, um, that actress had to, Katie McGrath, um, had to imagine what was there. Um, so I'm going to give it to her because, you know, she's the one who had to fight invisible monsters um, and still gave us that fear really beautifully. So, yeah, I'm going to give her my performance. All right. Listen, do it. I love it. All right. So character style icon of the week. Who are you going with this week? Okay, this is a weird one, but I'm definitely going with lookers outfits um because oh. she was wearing like victorian vampire-esque lingerie and it made zero sense and i loved it and the fact that her outfit changed when she went into khalil slash painkiller's brain and had that like that like neck collar thing it didn't make any sense <laughs> i'm all about it it was black and white with lace and like yeah it's it's weird 
but I'm here for it. <laughs> what about you? Who was your style icon? Yeah, I think I think those were her uh, racist antebellum looks. But um, yes, I am going to go with nothing in terms of outfit style, because for me, nothing stuck out. But okay. hair, I feel like everyone was winning. So I adored the 1950s hair in the Legends episodes. Um, I think everyone's hair was so fun um, and really great there. I think Anissa's hair in this episode of Black Lightning was amazing. Love, love, love her um, curly ponytail. And then I also am really digging Iris's haircut. The short haircut mm. is for her. It's so cute. I think it looks so good. So for me, yeah, this week it was really less about the costumes and more about the hair, which I felt like was dominating across those three shows. I want to add to your hair thing um, because uh, my roommate um, actually had said that Bayrod's hair being pulled back so that you could like see his face like shows off what a handsome man he is. So yeah, the 50s hair on Legends yes. was killing him. <laughs> All right. Yes, yes, it did. And he is very handsome. So yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay, our OMG or WTF moment of the week. Um, what did you have for this one? Julia Earhart Vampire, for sure. I expected her not to be human. So mm. I, I did expect that. I did not expect her to be this like evil vampire thing. When that tongue came out, I was like, oh. <laughs> so, it definitely shocked me, and I did not expect uh, that to happen. So that is the uh, OMG moment for me. And <laughs> wait, I love that it says OMFWTF <laughs> because actually OMF, OMF is it too. I was like, mm, you know, what's <laughs> happening here with Amelia Earhart Vampire? Um, what about you? What's your your moment for the week? Mine was JJ's new boyfriend dying because I literally was just like, ooh, yes, I like him. He's good for her. Like, I'm here for it. Let's finish this, scene, this show with her being happy. And then he died. No, I know. You know what? I think that, like, I think what's happening is they're probably setting it back up for JJ and Khalil to get back together. Because remember in this episode, Khalil was asking about her. I he think, always you asks know, about when her. The, the painkiller series get picks up yeah because he, he still loves her deeply and i think that they will try again in this new series i feel like for sure well, i fixed it um i think that that might happen even though oh <laughs> you didn't have to fix it i actually think it's it's better that way oh i'm not like i kind of wish that would take off to be honest it's a thing um, i say all the time actually. but <laughs> yeah it's really? how i type it which is why it was mistyped <laughs> yes i love that i'm like come on let's let's i love it Truly. Um, but yeah, I'm super sad about that. But I think it's because they're going to put them back together. Makes sense. So. Well, that is it for this episode of Super Lady Hero Hour. Don't forget to join us every Wednesday. Same time, same place. We also have a very special episode coming out soon for Marvel's MODOK. Keep an eye out for that. Hit subscribe to our new channel if you have not already so you don't miss it. But until next episode, KB, where are you on the internet and what are you up to these days? Hey, per usual, I'm on Instagram and Twitter only at the Lady KB. That's T H E L A D Y K A Y B for everyone out there. 
just follow me. I will post interviews. Uh, you know, currently I have an interview out. It is May 12th and there is a new black sitcom on Netflix called The Upshaws. It is starring Mike Epps, Wanda Sykes, and Kim Fields. And I had the opportunity to talk to all three of them, um, which all three of them are no strangers to kind of iconic black sitcoms. So um, I wanted to chat with them just about what this new series means to them. So you can check it out and it's available on Netflix today and you can check out my interview um for nerdophiles also out right now so how about you yell where can everyone find you uh you know apart from super lady hero hour um you can find me every sunday on fanversation talking about law and order svu we have a big double uh crossover episode coming up so we will be discussing that this sunday on law and order s review um also on twitch i'm trying to play video games very poorly uh, but you can check that out twitch.tv slash yelteagle and uh yeah anything else i'm doing it's at yelteagle y-a-e-l-t-y-g-i-e-l on twitter and instagram really everywhere just everywhere i'm on all the platforms oh and this evening i'm going to be on clubhouse talking about svu obviously because um, if you want to get me talking that's that's the one um all right i think that's all we have to say We'll see you all next week. Same time, same place.